what you were up to this morning, but you looked in the newspaper and you found out it's time for the Rugby World Cup. And where else would you want it to be besides the Sausage Hut? We cover it all in the Sausage Hut. And we're going to cover the Rugby World Cup, too, because we got a brand new theme song for it. And we're going to bring in our expert on rugby. He's traveled the world in his passionate pursuit of rugby. And now our eyes are on Japan. And that can only mean one thing. That means Kowski's on the phone. How you doing, buddy? How's it going, Johnny? Long time no talk. Yeah, man. Nostrovia. I'm sorry about that. Nostrovia. I'm doing well. <laughs> Welcome back into the Sausage Hut. You, you've you've held many different roles here in the Sausage Hut so far, and we're we're putting a brand new hat on you, or a helmet. I'm not sure which one. A kit. I, I don't know what they call hats in the rugby world, but. You're our resident rugby expert. Happy Rugby wow. World Cup 2019. How's it going so far? Uh, going good, man. We just got things uh, underway on Friday morning. And uh, I think we're, we're in for about another uh, little month and a half of top rugby action. That's awesome. So I, I'm assuming that you set your alarm clock for about 5.30 a.m. when the first game went off and... <laughs> Um, you know, I did actually set my alarm, but I had Friday off, and I did catch the uh, first game. It was about 6.30 I woke up, and just uh, instead of going back to bed, caught um, caught the first game and then got in about 36 holes on Friday. Nice. That's about as much attention as it should have been spent here in the first round. So let's start at about 10,000 feet. And bring it on down for the rest of the world to enjoy rugby style. So what are we dealing with here when we're talking about a Rugby World Cup, Kowski? So, all right. Well, this is uh, this is the first. We've been doing this since 1987. Uh, so this is only the ninth ever tournament. Uh, New Zealand has won the last couple and three of the eight. Uh, South Africa has won a couple, Australia has won a couple, England has won one, and uh, this is this is the first uh, first Rugby World Cup that's kind of outside of the traditional world powers, so uh, really kind of, you know, on any given year, the good teams are in Europe, and uh, that kind of six nations is the European tournament every year. And then down in the Southern Hemisphere, the traditional powers are uh, New Zealand, Australia, and South Africa. So the tournament has always been kind of in one of those countries, but uh, this year they're stretching things out. We're going to Japan. Where, where they have an incredible long history with rugby themselves, right? I was looking at something earlier today. I don't know if you caught that, but NBC Sports has been doing a story of rugby multi-part special. I think they might have borrowed it from somebody in Australia or something like that, but I caught the first few episodes. I'm not sure how far they are into it, but they sort of pass, sort of pass through the history of things and how word about rugby got to Japan and then all these the the culture of rugby really caught on with people, the hard work and the integrity and all that stuff. And I guess over there there were 
instead of schools having their own team, it would be like factories would have their own team there because they're more, I think they, they put more emphasis on where you work because you maybe they work longer hours. I don't know. But anyway, it was dudes from this factory versus dudes in this factory. And that's how kind of uh, rugby took, got a foothold in Japan. And now it's popular. I mean, it's, it's been popular over there. Hasn't it relatively popular? I would think. Uh, you know, I haven't really, you know, I, I was not aware of what you said there about the, uh, the teams, but they've always, you know, outside of those big teams in Europe and the Southern hemisphere, they, uh, they've always had a pretty good team, but, um, you know, there's just, those other teams are so dominant. Like once you kind of get outside of there, they're just, it's hard for some of those countries to compete, but Japan's always had a pretty, uh, a pretty decent team, and they're ranked, I think, nine or ten in the world right now. Which is, I would not, I would not think that's not too shabby. Let's go to the official rankings that I'm looking at here, and you are right. Japan's number nine, Scotland's number eight, France's number seven, Australia's six, South Africa five, then Wales, England, Ireland, and the Kiwis, All Blacks, on top, the most dominant team in the world, at least from what I can tell, but they didn't get their first round bonus points because they actually are they in the group of death over here. So let's let's say, you know, OK, so everybody knows. Well, more people know that the that the soccer World Cup, you start out with group stages. Everybody plays each other in their group and then they kind of have standings in there. And that proceeds to a usually a 16 team knockout round. But I think it might be a little different here in rugby. Kowski, how's that? Uh, yeah, well, basically we've got four pools with five teams each, so a total of 20 teams, and top two from each pool advance, so we'll we'll get to uh, an eight-team knockout stage after we go through the pool play. Gotcha. Okay, so it'd be quarterfinals, semifinals, finals? Yes. With so, a, with a third-place game? Are um, they going to have a third-place? The bronze medal match? Yeah, they got a bronze medal match. They do. They okay. do. So, uh, you know, kind of in years past, I haven't, um, I haven't always been super excited about this tournament because I feel like the last couple times New Zealand has been pretty heavy favorites and there hasn't really been a lot of drama in the tournament. But um, I think this year I'm kind of hoping things are a little different. Actually, uh, you said that New Zealand was ranked number one, but I think a week ago, Ireland was ranked number one. Oh. And after some games this weekend, the rankings just slightly changed. So, uh, as you said, New Zealand's been pretty dominant in the last decade, but um, they, they look a little more vulnerable than usual. Mm. Um, Ireland, Ireland beat them for the first time ever uh, last year. Um, Wales has beaten them, and actually South Africa is the reigning Southern Hemisphere champions from earlier this year. Wow. So um, New Zealand is still the favorite, but they definitely look a little more vulnerable than they have in the past. So I think we, I'm, I'm hoping for a little more drama than usual. And they're in, I, I don't know if anybody's declared this the pool of death, but Pool B looks like it's the pool of death. Because it has Italy, um, New Zealand, and South Africa in it, and only two of those teams are going to make it, right? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Um, 
I think I've heard Pool C labeled the Pool of Death. Oh, okay. Technically. Oh, okay. Uh, that would be England, France. Go ahead. All five of those teams are ranked in the top 15 in the world. Ah. And so, um, you know, England is is the favorites there, I would say. Uh, France and Argentina not far behind. And uh, USA and Tonga are also in that group. So, um, all, like I said, all five of those teams are in the top 15 in the world. So that one might be a little tougher, but... I mean, any pool with New Zealand, if you're not New Zealand, is a pool of death, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's a good – it's a good segue into, of course, we want to know how does America figure into all this. And as we know, not many people know about rugby in the United States. I know it has a small but but definitely dedicated following. But how are we stacking up against the rest of the world at this point in history, Kowski? Uh well, honestly, you know, I we're ranked 13th in the world right now, which is probably pretty high compared to I you know, I don't know what our highest ranking has ever been, but I feel like it's got to be one of our high, you know, as highly ranked as we've ever been. Um, but it's just, uh, it's going to be tough here in this group. Um, you know, we've got England, France, and Argentina all ranked ahead of us. So we actually play Tonga in our fourth and final game. Well, assuming we don't go on in advance, uh, the fourth pool game against Tonga. So, uh, you know, we could be, we could be fighting for Tonga there with, uh, with us both trying to get our first wins of the tournament. <laughs> Not trying to get to the knockout round, just trying to get some points on the board. Yeah, so, but I, I feel like we've definitely improved um, the sevens team. Um, if you, you know, what people, what you've seen a lot more of on TV is uh, what they call rugby sevens. So it's seven on seven. And basically what they do is play the whole tournament in a weekend, but the games are like 15 minutes long instead of two 40-minute halves, which you'll be seeing here. So the U.S. 7th team is doing really good, uh, one of the best in the world. And But what you'll see here is the 15 on 15, so you can't do a tournament in a weekend. You've really got to stretch it out for about a month and a half because, uh, you know, it's probably like if you were, if you were playing a two-on-two basketball tournament, full court yeah you'd just be running up and down the field as fast as you can you yeah. know so yeah uh the seven on seven which you see on tv is definitely entertaining for the kind of casual viewer but personally i'm a little more partial to the the full 15 players uh and it's a little more you get to see a little more of a, a beating the players will take which is that's what we all want to see definitely we want to see some blood yeah i want you know I want some concussions, some blood substitutions, um, you know, everything that goes big hit. Heck yeah! So that's so that's what we've got. We've got four four pools of five teams. That means everybody's going to play four games, and then they get points according to how they do. So they get three points for a win, 
one point for a draw, no points for a loss. But Kowski, there's some a couple weird bonus point thing scenarios in here that you don't normally see in other tournament type of things, right? Uh, yeah, a very common thing for rugby is the uh, you get a bonus point if you score four tries in a game, and you know that's basically the equivalent of a touchdown, except. Um, the origin of the term touchdown really comes from the fact that you have to touch the ball to the ground once you get into the end zone. That's right, so goddammit. That's where the terminology comes from. But uh, also, if you keep the game within one score, you also get a bonus point. So uh, you could get uh, three points for a win. I'm sorry, that's four. And, I was wrong. It's four points for a win. Oh, four. Okay. Sorry, okay. rugby. Four for a win and a bonus point for the tries. But you could also lose the game and score a couple points if you got four tries and kept it within seven points. Yes. So it's kind of similar to football in the sense that you'll have a lot of seven and threes, but the try is worth five and the conversion is worth two. And uh, if you get a penalty, you can basically get a free kick at the post for three points. So, kind of similar to football, but not exactly the same. A kick at the post. That's what they. That's yeah, what they so basically call a field goal. If somebody commits a penalty along the sideline, you can basically kick for three points, but you have to kick it from the sideline. So, you'll see, you know, like the NFL, everybody, all the field goals are right in the middle of the field, but um, here the penalties come from. From where the foul is actually committed, so you'll see uh, you'll see penalties on the side where they got to kind of deal with a tougher angle. And uh, if you score in the corner, you have to do the conversion from the sideline as well. So a little different, but kind of makes it more interesting, I think. Definitely, and that's if you're trying to reach between rugby and American football. One of the reasons they have hash marks is to they they were like okay this rugby thing where you kick from anywhere on the field where the thing is, where where the foul was committed is just a little too much for us so we're going to put these hash marks down meaning that we're not going to ever spot the ball outside of these marks because in the NFL they want they want you to score touchdowns so they found out that people have more success when they're spotting the ball towards the middle of the field whereas rugby they don't care where the ball starts and where the ball yeah. is going and where the ball stops, basically. Yeah, the field's a lot wider, too. So uh, you got a lot of room to work with. You got 15 players to cover that ground, but the fields are really pretty dang big, especially for a fat kid like me. I always was happy when we were uh, playing on the narrowest pitch possible. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Keep it in the middle of the field. Keep it going north and south or whatever they say. I don't know if the rugby fields go the same direction. Uh, no, that's, that's a, fair, a fair assessment. That's good. Yeah, so here we're, we're off and running. We've got our pools. We've got the score figured out. We've got a, a an okay idea of who the major players are, Kowski, so... What have you seen so far? What do you want to say? So, well, we actually already had a pretty big game over the weekend. Um, uh, New Zealand and South Africa played, I think, Saturday morning. 
And uh, like I said, South Africa actually won the Southern Hemisphere Championship earlier this year. And uh, New Zealand got some revenge over the weekend and beat them 23-13. to 13. So that's probably probably the biggest uh, pool game that we will see for the next you know few weeks. Um, so New Zealand did kind of come out and get a big statement win this weekend. Uh, we also saw the first game on Friday morning was Japan and Russia. Uh, Russia's not particularly good, so... Uh, Russia got out to an early lead on a, on a good bounce, but uh, Japan kind of pulled away. So um, I'm kind of interested to see how Japan does. Uh, they can definitely make it to the to the knockout stage, so I'm kind of curious to see if they can uh, ride the home crowd and, and give the fans something to cheer about. That would be nice. It, it seems in tournaments like this that the, that the home team usually gets some sort of boost. Maybe it's just Mojo, yeah. or maybe it's not. So yeah, Japan got a five. Yeah. They got a five point victory because they won by twenty points. New Zealand only got a yeah, four point victory because they only won by ten. Yeah. So uh, New Zealand. Well, uh, Japan. I think one of their wingers had three had a hat trick, and um, so I think really what it's going to that's uh, that's pool A which has Ireland. So coming into the tournament, Ireland was the number one team in the world. But I think a lot of those points were based on their 2018 season. And they were probably the best team in the world in 2018. But they, I don't feel like they're coming into the tournament quite at their peak. So we've got Ireland, Scotland, Japan, Russia, and Samoa. So I think it's really going to boil down to Ireland, Scotland, and Japan, two of those three teams I would expect to get through. Japan's already got a win. Ireland already got a win over Scotland over the weekend. They destroyed and, them. Um, yeah, 27-3. to three. And I just want to say, I'm going I'm to give Ireland my nod for best uniforms. <laughs> uh, they just go straight green tops, white shorts, and knee-high green socks. I think they look pretty sharp when they're out there. So, um, I think really what it's going to come down to is, uh, Japan and Scotland play the, uh, like their last pool game is against each other. So I think that when those two teams play, they're going to be playing, uh, basically a play in game for the, for the, um, uh, knockout stage. Hmm. All right. So, like I said, it should be interesting. Uh, they'll obviously have the uh, home crowd energy working for them. Yeah, and let's hope they got they 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 got a couple sumo wrestlers playing props for them or something like that. Wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> they... You know, unfortunately, the days of the gigantic badass prop I think are kind of behind us. Uh... For, for, for people, um, you know, unfamiliar with rugby. You really kind of like football. Half your team is is big guys, and you've got half your team which are more skill positions. And you know, back in the day, you always just had like a few huge big dudes that couldn't really move very well. And I think kind of with the evolution of the game here, you, you don't really see any of those just big badasses anymore. Unfortunately, I, I miss them, but. Uh, so everybody, everybody on the field now is, is 
is kind of in a decent shape. So I don't think it, I don't think we're going to get any sumos out there, <laughs> unfortunately. Well, that's too bad. I agree. Let's take a look at it. Did anything else crazy happen? I mean, over there in Pool B, we've got Italy getting the five-pointer over Namibia by winning 25 points. New Zealand just got the one, but they've they played probably the, the second-best team, right? And now how's it, is Italy looking to pull out something here if they can beat South Africa? Um, I, I would be surprised if New Zealand and South Africa did not advance. Um, Italy's usually not that good. Uh, Namibia and Canada aren't very good. Italy's kind of usually a bottom feeder in Europe. So, uh, I mean, New Zealand and South Africa are kind of perennial powerhouses. So, I don't think we'll see a lot of drama here. I think those two teams should advance fairly easily. Gotcha. Meanwhile, and what the, the drama you might see is whether or not New Zealand scores 100 points on somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And and kind of what happens is, like, with rugby, it's kind of like you can't can't really just, like, take a knee or, you know, run the ball up the middle for no yards. It's kind of like you're either going forward or you're going backwards. So uh, it's kind of hard to take your foot off the pedal. I mean, all you can really do is put your subs in. But, um, yeah, there's, you kind of, some of the problem you have here with the, with the World Cup is uh, you get some of these teams that are really good facing uh, the quote-unquote minnows. Yeah. So um, some of these games have been known to get a little out of hand at times, but like I said, it's not really easy to take your foot off the pedal and you just kind of, so it uh, wouldn't surprise me if New Zealand hung 100 on like Namibia or Canada. Just going for it, and point point differential is one of the tiebreakers. I'm assuming, so it, you might as well run it up. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think New Zealand's got a pretty easy path to win this pool after they already beat South Africa. So, um, I I mean, I would can't really see anything happening besides that at this point. Okay, that's Pool B. Meanwhile, in Pool C. America's pool. They've got some heavy hitters. Next to no, uh, next to no yeah. chance of coming out of here, right? For the U- United States, we're just happy to be there, or what? Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, if you want to be honest, I like I said before, I think it's really gonna what's gonna their their best hope is to get a win over Tonga in that last game. Um, you know, Argentina's pretty good. They've actually started playing a lot more games against. South Africa, New Zealand, and uh, Australia. So they kind of get into that Southern Hemisphere game. They're ranked 11. U.S. is ranked 13. So I guess I guess USA could get a chance against Argentina, but um, it's going to be a tough game. I, I I don't expect them to beat England or France. Um, I think this pool is going to come down to England winning the pool. And then probably the winner of that Argentina-France game will advance. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, Argentina got one of those bon- loser bonus points because they only lost by two. That's pretty fun. Was that against uh, against England? France? 
Oh, okay. So England, France already beat Argentina. I guess I should have checked the score on that. So twenty-three, uh, twenty-one. So yeah, I guess if, if that's true, then um, I'd say we we have a pretty good, you know, England and France likely would advance through here. Would be my expectation. French, Argentina, French, and then so, thir- yeah, and then Thursday. Seven forty-five local time. So is that going to be Thursday morning in America, England versus USA? Um, I think there's like a thirteen-hour difference. Oh, thirteen. So okay. if it says seven at night, it would be like six in the morning here. Great. So that's you could get up and watch that before work. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I'm sorry. What was? Uh, can you say that again? What was the game we were looking at? England, U- United States. And that's Thursday morning at like 6-something? Uh, 7.45 local time. Okay, so yeah, that'll probably be 6.45 uh, EST. Great. Um, Yeah, so, you know, if I just... One other thing I wanted to say, you know, I'd just like to give NBC a big FU. Uh they are playing all all of the USA games will be available on either NBC or NBCSN, but they're charging like two hundred bucks for access to like all World Cup games, or if you just order them a la carte, they're like thirty bucks. Oh, so you seriously? know, I kind of feel like yeah, I feel like you know, there's a chance to kind of get more exposure here in the country. And, you know, that, that New Zealand-South Africa game over the weekend was not available oh. unless you bought it for, bought the package or bought everything for 30 bucks or that game for 30 bucks. So thanks, NBC. You're really doing a great job. Yeah, that's, that's crap. I didn't realize that. So. Anywho. Yeah. So, uh, Are they going to show knockout, yeah. knockout round matches? Um, you know what? I meant to look on that. I would, I would bet that uh, they'll they'll kind of ramp things up when the knockout stage gets going. But um, I have to verify that. I saw the list, but I, I don't, I didn't look at every single thing. I guess. Oh, do you have to get the? Uh, wait, let's see if you can get the NBC Sports Gold. Oh, here it is. Yeah, hundred. Jesus Christ, that is bullshit. Man, there's some sort of worldwide oppression going on when it comes to watching good rugby matches. That's for sure, isn't it? Always like that. I mean, don't they watching? I mean, they yeah, they, they showed English been rugby. It's kind of hard to get good games. Like, I was I'm always happy in the spring because they show the European Championship on like BBC America, but I haven't seen a Southern Hemisphere Championship game in ages because it's always on like weird stations that they're trying to charge you a lot for and uh you know my cable bill's enough of this yeah <laughs> so. man that is crap rugby pass let's see so 79 dollars for rugby championship stuff that's not world cup so you're getting that's for rugby champion so that's the southern hemisphere one. Oh, okay and that's 80 bucks you said yeah and then they're giving that, it. Go ahead. And that's not even that many games this year because they cut they cut down on that. Like usually you do a home and home with everybody. Uh huh. But I think they only did 
one game against everybody this year to kind of keep players fresh for the World Cup. Yeah, 2019 Rugby World Cup in Japan sold separately. <laughs> These guys are terrible, man. So if you get if, uh, if to get the all the whole shebang, you pay 229 and you get all the matches for the World Cup, but then you also get Six Nations, the EPCR, the Premiership Rugby League and more. But if you only pay 199, you just get the World Cup and if you want to go single shooter, 30 bucks a pop. Man, oh man. That's a shame. Yeah. Way to capitalize. Way yeah. to capitalize. <sighs> yeah, that I mean that that's just almost like a knife in the heart of of rugby. The only thing I could think of is that they're thinking, well, they're gonna be on in the middle of the night. I don't you know, I don't know. I it's just this Yeah it's the not taking like things away be. from us is not helping anything. Yeah, and, and basically what's gonna happen anyway is all my all my like South African and New Zealand and European friends that I used to play with will be like posting scores on Facebook all the time that's me off so <laughs> even when they run like games on the way I'll be like oh crap yeah that's yeah so well hey here's to streaming the Rugby World Cup illegally yeah I guess uh, that's another podcast I don't know you know, <laughs> Twitch what's the <laughs> Yeah, who knows? I'm sure you can go well, to Reddit and find something. Right. So, anyway. So, uh, then that just leaves us with uh, Pool D, which is uh, Australia, Wales, Georgia, Fiji, and Uruguay. Okay. Um, again, here, I, I kind of feel like uh, Australia and Wales should advance. Uh, Wales actually won the... Uh, Six Nations, which is the European title earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And we're actually ranked number one uh, earlier in the year. But um, the problem is, is they've suffered, I think, a couple injuries, and they're, they're number 10. Uh, Gareth Angstom is injured, and he's one of their better players, so he's not even going to be playing in the tournament. Um so they've got a little injury to deal with. But like I said, they beat New Zealand recently, and they were ranked number one earlier in the year, and they won the European title earlier this year. So they're definitely no slouch, and uh, Australia's always a tough team. And they both got early wins. Australia getting 39-21 over Fiji for their five-point bonus victory, and Australia going 43 to 14 over Georgia. That's not Georgia state. That's the country of Georgia. And they won. Yeah. So yeah, based on that, Fiji would kind of be the only team that I would think to make some waves there. They actually are the defending, uh, Olympic champions from 2016, but that was a seven format, uh -huh. seven on seven. So they're Fiji's always tough. And all I got to say is, don't ever mess with like any of those island Pacific Islanders. Like those guys are tough as nails and have no regard for their own bodies whatsoever. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> sounds like Fiji was a little outclassed this weekend, but man, for a small nation, I've played with some Fijian dudes and they were just all hard as a rock. And they did not care. They'll fly into you yeah. and not even think twice about it. Yeah, 
one of the guys used to complain that he his vision he'd lose vision when he'd hit people. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's probably about a good time to retire. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm just happy I have all my teeth. If I start losing teeth, I'm ready to retire. That guy's losing his vision. <laughs> But it didn't stop him. He just kept going. Oh, well. Who needs right. to see? He kept, he kept coming back for more. So, <laughs> you know, more power to him. Wow. So, so basically, I think the drama here is going to be the Wales-Australia match. And whoever wins that, uh, you would think, would get a much easier second-round match, probably against uh, France or Argentina. So, um, the loser of this is going to end up having to face like England, I think. Yeah. So whoever loses that Wales Australia match would have to play England in the knockout stage. So uh, that's kind of going to be the drama here is who wins that Wales Australia match. Hmm. And they play next Sunday or this this, uh, sun, this early Sunday. Sunday morning. Yeah. Hmm. They play. So set your alarms. Before you go to church, and or just stay up. We'll see. So you didn't get to watch. You didn't watch. There weren't any games on this weekend to watch on uh, on no, non pay per view uh, TV. They, they, yeah, no, they have. Uh, I didn't watch any pay per view, but I know NBC played um, played some games on delay. So I know the Ireland um, the Ireland Scotland game was on NBC. I think England and Tonga was on NBC Sports Network. Uh, Japan and Russia were on the Sports Network as well. So, yeah, I've, I've definitely caught some action so far, but I still was upset that I had to miss that New Zealand-South Africa game. Yeah. What a crock. It's like ESPN plus ESPN buying all the rights to the Italian Soccer League. And then showing all the crappy ones, and if you want to watch Cristiano Ronaldo, you got to pay pay for ESPN Plus. It sucks. Fuck all you guys for doing <laughs> that shit. <laughs> here, here. I mean, how so. much money are they possibly saving by doing that? And and you know, compared to all the people that they're screwing. Let's see here. I'm bringing up my searching for rugby World Cup 19 here. All right, we've got. Fiji, Uruguay on the 25th at 1 a.m. Italy, Canada, 3.30 a.m. the next day. England, U.S., 6.30 a.m. Argentina, Tonga, 12.30 a.m. So that's right after midnight on the 28th. Is that Saturday? Going yeah, there are Sunday? a couple games. There are a few games that I was kind of looking at the times, and I was like, oh, all right, I could maybe uh... – Get, get my favorite bar to switch over to some games about 12.30 in the morning. So mm -hmm. We'll just have to wait and see. At last World Cup, I was toying with the idea of uh, hosting the worst party ever. <laughs> I think the final was on at like 4 or 5 in the morning, and I was like, I should just buy this game to see if anybody shows up. Yeah. But, um, obviously, I did not do that, but um, usually what happens, they'll probably play some of those bigger games on delay. So I don't think you guys will have to worry about your Facebook friends spoiling them, but uh, I'm sure, I'm sure all of my Facebook friends will be spoiling them. All the more reason to stay the, the hell off of Facebook. 
<laughs> one more reason exactly <laughs> you don't want to get your no. rugby scores spoiled by your friends so what else kowski we got anything else we're off and running here with the rugby world cup all right uh, just, just a couple things to watch here i think uh, a couple people to keep your eyes on we've got uh Odin barrett he's the two-time player of the year from new zealand so normally he plays fly half which I would kind of equate to like maybe an option quarterback in college football where you know he's going to be touching the ball a lot and dissing it out to people and whatnot. He's normally their fly half, but uh, he's moving the fullback for the tournament. And basically that's kind of like uh, the last guy, last plan, uh, last man of defense. So he'll be playing deep in the field. And so you'll probably get to see Bowden Barrett fielding a lot of open field kicks, kind of like a punt returner in the NFL. So he'll be deep and getting to run with the ball a lot. Like I said, two-time player of the year. He should be getting a lot of running room. Uh, the South Africa fullback is Cheslin Colby. He's also another fullback, should, pretty quick guy, should get some good open field runs. Uh, England has a speedy winger named Johnny May, scores a lot of points for them. So basically, he's going to be, you know, what kind of happens is you'll see a lot of the tackling and action kind of going on in the middle of the field. So what you want to do is suck everybody into the middle of the field and then throw it out to the speedy guy on the edge. So that's uh, Johnny May, who is the England's, England's big weapon, and uh, Ireland has a pretty good little fly half called Johnny Sexton. So he was actually player of the year last year. Uh, Ireland's 2018 team was uh, team of the year. They won the European Championship, beat New Zealand last year. But I just don't feel like they're they, – this year just hasn't been quite as good. They're always dangerous, but – um, really last year they were just in top form. So I don't, I don't feel like they've been playing quite as good this year, but, uh, always dangerous. Nice. That's what you should be looking out for at the rugby world cup. I bet it'd be fun to be over there and just running around with crazy. I mean, rugby fans are pretty much the, I would say that they probably drink more than anybody else. Don't they? Whoa. I would say that they. I can't. I, I hate. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of alcoholic rugby fans. Um, <laughs> he likes to booze pretty hard and act irresponsibly, from my uh, <laughs> my 12 years of experience. So, um, it should be interesting. I think, like I said, it should be a, a bit of a wide open tournament. Maybe not completely wide open, but more so than usual. <laughs> so we might get to see a. Uh, England New Zealand semifinal, and then uh, I think it's going to be an interesting matchup. Uh, Ireland and South Africa might be playing in the first first stage of the knockout round, so that's going to be a big game. Wouldn't surprise me. South Africa is kind of the, probably going to end up as the runner up after they've already lost to New Zealand, so they've got they what could really. It wouldn't surprise me if South Africa runs through the other half of the bracket, we could see a New Zealand-South Africa rematch in the final. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's never 
it's never wise to bet against New Zealand, but I think, you know, England and Ireland have a little bit of a tougher path to the final, and uh, South Africa are uh, a, a good team as well. So those are kind of my four teams that to keep an eye on. I think Wales is pretty good, but like I said, they're missing a couple players, so um, should be interesting month of rugby. It should be. It's great. Nothing. I I love month long tournaments where they don't. It's like, yeah, you're not just taking a week off if you want to come here. You're taking a whole month off. Well, and that's the thing too. That's why you see a lot of the seven stuff, especially on TV. And like, you know, when it was added to the Olympics, they kind of need to do it as seven on seven because you just can't really have a, a tournament in two weeks. Like, there's just too much. The players just get too beat up. They need time to recover. You can't. You can't do it. But with the seven on seven, it's it's a lot more conditioning than physical beating. So mm-hmm. uh, you kind of need to stretch it out in order to do it right. Nice. All right. Okay, Kowski. Thank you very much for your awesome insights once again in you in whether it's game of thrones anything in particular or whether it's the rugby world cup kowski's our correspondent coming in and giving you all the action you need we'll come back next week hopefully and see how things are going and we we'll back with kowski right, yeah, to check man. it out uh, you want to do it again sometime later in the tournament we can uh, maybe do a little little knockout preview or a final preview or uh up along those lines anytime anytime you need my expertise just let me know i appreciate that kowski you're always welcome here we love you in the sausage hunt we'll see you next time for rugby the sausage hunt nastrovia johnny nastrovia kowski (laughs) 